What? Are you recording? Maybe. Do you not want me to? No, it's all right. I'll stop it. Here, I'll pause it. Okay. And we're back, Aaron. No one will even know we were not back. And we're live. But we're not live. Oh. This isn't live, you idiot. (laughs) So, (laughs) this is... Welcome to Recover Day of Podcast. Aaron is doing a terrible job of being a host and introducing the podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Aaron. Uh, is 50% of the podcast. He's going to share this disclaimer that talks about whatever. Uh, go ahead, Aaron. Tell us about whatever <coughs> that disclaimer I is. I just coughed right in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, dude, what was that? <laughs> Tell us about this disclaimer, Aaron. Um, Disclaim well, something. Well, I'm disclaiming that Kyle and I know, or our podcast are not affiliated with any 12-step groups, nor do we represent any 12-step groups, nor do we speak for any 12-step groups. Kyle's repping Kyle. I'm repping me. This podcast is called Recovered AF because Kyle and I recovered at by taking the 12 steps uh, as they're outlined in the literature, but that doesn't make us affiliated or representatives of those 12-step groups. Clear? That's it? Is it clear, Kyle? That's your whole disclaimer? Did I miss something? An analogy. (laughs) I think they... I think they've got the analogy figured out, Kyle. All right, dude. So what's up, man? What's going on? We are. We just put a podcast out right now for the first one in two weeks because Aaron <laughs> oh, shit, was a little sick last weekend yeah. <coughs> and had to cancel our podcast. I wasn't too sick to have some company over for the Super Bowl, but I was too sick to record a podcast. Yep. Well, it's probably was the Super Bowl just last weekend. Yeah, Jeez. it seems like a month ago. Yeah, it does because we went snowboarding. Yeah, and you put on well, skis. You went snowboarding. Fruit booter, <laughs> you're a fruit booter. Uh, because yeah, well, I started to get sick Friday, and I was like, hmm, this is. I just need to. I just need to push through and sweat through it. So that I, I went for a big long run when I got home, and then we you we went. I I skied fruit booter on saturday and then sunday um i was more sick than i had been yeah you were like i'm sick yeah i'm like i'm not getting out of bed (laughs) yeah so yeah dude that's fine i took my dog for a run anyways so we went two weeks without a podcast was which is a first for us no sorry we only went a week and a half because i released the one with the rec table on wednesday you dumb bastard. Two weeks, dude. God, I wish you weren't so stupid. It's two weeks. I'm going to pull it up to prove you wrong. <coughs> but uh, what's going on, dude? Are Do you, you think your mom ever you got your healthier? IQ tested? Uh, I've got hit? an IQ test. It's in the 130s. I'm no, technically a genius. Hiding the results from so, you? So deal with it. Uh, Ten days ago, we put out a podcast. So I you're told right. you. You're correct. Fuck. And then 15 minutes ago. So what's up, dude? Are you feeling any better? How yep. did your, I'm just going to bear down and keep doing exercise every day, even though I'm sick, yeah. work out? It worked out until it didn't work out until Sunday. And then it <laughs> yeah. didn't, cause I was not going to, well, I started working out on the 5th of January and then I was like, I'm not missing a day this year. Mm-hmm. And then I missed three days. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, dude. We went to the, we went to a Super Bowl party. Apparently, someone there had the influenza, Mm-mm-mm. and like three people were on their deathbeds, <laughs> including Megan. Megan was uh. sicker than, well, definitely sicker than you. Um, 
Well, yeah, I had a cold, I man. Know, I'm just joking. She was a. Uh, she had the flu, and stayed home from work all week. And so somehow I didn't get sick because I'm healthy as an ox, <laughs> and the immune system. Wait, don't you have a, a cold now? Fucking, well, I didn't. I didn't ever really get a cold, but I didn't. Like I'm not a hundred percent healthy. Oh, okay. But it was never like, oh, I have a cold or oh, I'm this. I was pounding medicine all week though, because I was worried about getting influenza. Hey, what kind of medicine do you take? Are you, do you ever worried about taking medicine? Like you know, because you're a fucking drunk. Uh, I don't take anything with alcohol in it. So like, I'll they make um, it's not made by Nyquil. It's another company that's like Nyquil. I don't know the name of it, but it says on there alcohol free or no alcohol. It's called Fake Quill. Yeah. So I don't take anything that has alcohol in it. Um, Zero Quill. And then I have never taken like medicine. Because I just haven't had then that I haven't been prescribed anything that I would need to take. So, oh yeah. So, because once again, boy's healthy as an ox. Okay. I, uh, for me, I would most likely take anything that is prescribed by a doctor, as prescribed, and have someone else help me out with that area. Yeah. So like Megan was had the flu and then had some medicine that the doctor prescribed and it's one a day mm-hmm. and she's taken one a day so that or one t- two a day maybe i don't know what it is so but anyways i have not been prescribed pain medication or anything like that since i've been sober so it has not been anything i've had to experience one time when i was still pretty young i don't know 1920 somewhere in there um my i got the I got a bad cold or a bronchitis or something along those lines. I don't really know what it was because I didn't have the money to go to the doctor. And uh, so my uh, uncle lent me some of the cough syrup with the codeine in it. And this is when you were sober? or No. Oh, okay. No, I was not. Yeah. And uh, he thought I was just going to take it for a couple of days. And As prescribed. I drank his whole bottle of codeine cough syrup. Yeah, dude. Because it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Codeine is fun. Yeah. We used to do a lot of codeine. And pain prescription pills are another one I haven't had to to deal with since I've been sober. But I definitely would be a little bit cautious about that because I dabble in those. Yeah. I, I wonder what, you know, if, hopefully if I have something, I'll just be able to tough it out and I'll do the best I can. But I, I imagine I'll just have to be very upfront with the doctor and let him know that I'm an addict and that uh, I will fucking lie to him. I will lie to everybody. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just turn into a different, I lose all my integrity, goes out the window, and I'm like, yep, I stopped taking them, and I will have not stopped taking them. Yeah, I think it would be really hard. So I don't know how people do that. Mm-hmm. I think they give them to someone else and have them mm-hmm. yeah. give them, but I don't know. That's a scary thing to deal with some people are more worried about that than others though like Uh, i don't even fuck with food that has alcohol cooked in it yeah and like um people i know aren't concerned with that as much and will you know if like and i know that in theory most of that stuff has been cooked out Mm -hmm. like uh, that actual alcohol has Mm -hmm. been cooked out of food um but i I don't fuck with it i'm a little nervous and some people might be like uh well why it's cooked out, but for me, it's like, I don't know, man. I think the physical allergy is real in my life. So, like, when I start, yeah, it's very hard for me to just be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good on 
one lady finger from tiramisu or whatever you know right so <laughs> i'll just have one and i'm good and yeah. like for me it's like you know what let's order another dish of tiramisu <laughs> followed up with a fucking three fingers of whiskey <laughs> so i don't know i just i i err on the side of caution with that stuff i had uh i took some cough syrup some um generic um robitussin i don't know if it had any alcohol in it or not i didn't check but um a day into taking it i did see that it had high fructose corn syrup and i was like i'm not taking this shit mm. anymore because well i'm not fucking ruining my diet with some cough syrup you know what i mean right stupid yeah anyway but that was just a, a last minute thing like going forward if i was um like planning ahead i would get alcohol free sugar free yeah cough syrup yep that's what i'll i always do they sell it at probably any place i get it at walgreens here they've got one it's like a big bold no alcohol on it so they they sell it and it works just fine so also took some sudafed too which is uh probably could be a little i don't know potentially uh i mean the way i used to right be but uh i don't know i've i have a uh i took a three-day rule with it and Mm -hmm. i just try not to uh, just stop taking it after three days yeah yeah i think it's just um and like the reason why I err on the side of caution with that stuff is just because, uh, like, I set out to have a couple of beers with the best intentions in the world, too, and, yes. and fucked a lot of stuff up. So it's the same thing. Like, I've got the best intentions in the world of I'm not going to drink and I'm not using this medicine to for any other reason than my cold, and, like, something takes over me. So for me, I just, that's a, a slippery slope I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to fuck with unless it's absolutely 100 percent necessary yeah so yeah i don't know why we're talking about medicine either because i asked you oh yeah no but that's why we but yeah that's just my own experience we're not experts on shit or yeah what what uh fucking idiots like mostly i uh kyle and his like high iq pain prescription stuff i was just kidding i'd never taken like an actual iq test i don't know what the what the results would be i'm sure if yours is a hundred and 30 mine's probably 131 years <laughs> so um what do you do like because i know for me like pain prescription stuff i i dabbled with a lot but got out of it mm-hmm. and um really what i would always do is do that just as in a, a form of intensifying mm-hmm. what what i was drinking or whatever what when you have medicine what is that something that you want to air completely away from? Yeah, I haven't this time. I did last time, and it didn't just didn't work out very well. Mm-hmm. It just did not work out very well for yeah. me. Well, I would think so, that's scary too, because yeah. you're like you've had back injuries and stuff. So yeah, so I think that's one of the things along those lines is like the last time I was sober, I really didn't do anything to improve my physical condition, and then when I would hurt my back, I would blame God and feel sorry for myself. Whereas this time I was like, hmm, maybe you should be proactive, dummy, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, as far as that goes, what I've done is got in shape and all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, and I see a chiropractor regularly, that mm-hmm. seems to help. And uh, I haven't thought about it too much. Um, I think it would be scarier for my wife than it would, would be for me. Fuck yeah. Um, I would think so. Yeah. And so when that day comes, if I have a, a you know, a serious injury, um, <clears throat> You know, like, I think, you know, looking forward, I'll, I'll just include God in whatever I'm doing. And uh, 
you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't. I don't spend time thinking about right. it. You I know, across either. that bridge when it when it gets there, if it, if it comes, and more than anything, I think I just would need to um, be incredibly transparent and honest with my wife because I am a lion ass motherfucker mm. when I start taking drugs, mm-hmm. and I'm good at it, and I'm very deceptive. Yeah. And uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a scary place to get to. Yeah, hopefully they, we don't ever have to worry about it. But that's right. I think I would try and you know look for some alternative like uh, a drug called tramadol. It's it's not. It'll still mm, it it'll still, but it's not the same as right. taking some perks. Yeah. Well, and I I think your diet's pretty good on inflammation and pain and stuff. Yeah. Like that's what I hear all the time about people that are on keto is like the inflammation is gone and like chronic yeah. pain is just gone yeah. from a dietary change. So I would think some some stuff that you people might be using medication for can be you're kind of taken care of by exercise and eating better and taking yeah. care of yourself. I think it just comes down to trusting God. Like God has put me in this position and, and to be able to be fit and in shape. And I would just have to trust that God will keep me safe regardless of what happens. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, but you were talking about my diet and I don't want to talk about my diet again, but there is a girl that um, I want to try and hopefully I'm going to reach out to and we can do another long distance podcast, but I know her or met her at the conference and mm. we're friends on Facebook and I saw her post something that um, she's a vegan. And so I'd sort of like to have her on the podcast, not to, because we just, it's, it'd be nice to get another point of view. Battle Royale. Let's have you two intellectually argue until one of you comes out with a changed perspective. It's just that we only know keto people, and yeah. it would be cool to have a vegan on. I agree 100%. I'm always yeah. down for a different perspective on diet because your yeah. boy doesn't do much of anything besides try to eat healthy. <clears throat> try and eat rock stars? <laughs> yeah, dude. Easy, Red Bull. <laughs> Easy. Uh, what else is going on, though, dude? How was? Uh, are you hooked on skiing now? Is your addiction yeah, onto dude. skiing? I'm ready to. I was ready to go again this weekend. I uh, think you have an addiction to skiing now and buying goggles that don't fit your face. Hashtag cross addicted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Stupid. Yeah. Um. And well, dude, I have an odd shaped head. It's not my fault. I can't find a pair of goggles to fit my big as head and we're talking swimming goggles yeah i think we should put on our instagram a picture of those goggles you were just wearing a little bit ago they ought to have a like some like sort on of, your face though they have had some sort of a clever nickname for those things because those are like those look like like 1930 motorcycle goggles fucking dork cans we'll call them dude <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah all right well i was gonna show you this picture of veil that people were posting yesterday steamboat got 30 inches in 24 hours dude i was like we should go the left line looked like it was as wide as my living room mm-hmm. and about a half a mile long like that it was it looked so terrible mm-hmm. it would just look, didn't even look like it would be worth it yeah probably wasn't yeah honestly you probably wasn't you probably spend more time waiting to get on lifts and stuff than you do actually and especially for the money you're talking like $20 a run. That's not worth it. But you don't have to deal with that at the boat? Mm, the boat's busy, but they've got this giant gondola that's really fast, and you can fit eight people in it, and it takes you up. And then from there, it splits off into like fucking eight different lifts again. So you, it just alleviates it. It's still busy, but nothing like 
some of the other big mountains right. that I've seen at least. So, because that's what we were talking about. I don't know. Well, I don't want to have this conversation, but going to Steamboat. Yeah, we should or Eldora. Yeah, Steamboat for sure. Yeah. So, man, dude, I feel like I'm not really. My meditation has been almost non-existent. I feel like I'm not really doing it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I go to. I go. I have these amends that I went over with my sponsor that I have not. Well, I mean, there's some that are, you know, just improving my behavior towards people. Like that's what they told you to do was improve your behavior? No. Or you haven't made it and you're just going to improve your behavior? Yes. Oh. Like, um... That's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, so that doesn't really count, basically. So the ones that I actually have to do something to make, I have not done anything on. Mm-hmm. Haven't really been doing any 11th step. Haven't been doing any 12th step. I lost my last protege. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure what I'm doing. The, this is why people should understand we're not repping anything. Yeah. Or that we're spokespeople because I'm not really doing anything. Except for, I mean, I'm living a pretty good life. Well, and you're meeting with your sponsor. If he's outlining amends for you to make. Then yeah, that's right. That's good. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna go over ten and eleven this weekend. Or yeah, t- I mean tomorrow. Right. Well, I think sometimes we have this idea that like uh, maybe I, I should just speak for me and not say speak we speak for yourself. Kyle. I think sometimes I have this idea that uh, doing the thing means that I'm just killing it, mm-hmm. you know, and like oh I've got proteges and I'm sponsoring them and they're sponsored people and this this and this and like. Uh, what I have found is that that is that is like the ideal situation, but that doesn't mean that the if I'm do I'm not saying like oh you're fine don't do anything. I just mean like doing nothing would be not going to meetings, not having a home group, not meeting with your sponsor, not outlining amends. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's so true. like the eleventh step for me, like oh yeah, there's. I think I am in a constant state of there's room for improvement in that because that's just what that whole step is, is growing and getting better at it. And then the 12th step is like an ebbs and flows thing. I've oh. had places where I think you're in a similar boat. You've had ebbs and flows where it's like, yeah, I've got f- three, four guys and I don't know what I'm doing. And I got so much like I, I don't have time for anything else. And then there's times where it's like I'm no one isn't no one is working with me, you know, and and the only thing I'm doing is, but what I, what I have done in those moments is like made a commitment to go to more meetings or go to the treatment center again or whatever. Like that's my general rule of thumb is if I lose a sponsee, I'm back at the treatment center and I keep, I have four sponsees. And if I go down to three, I'm back at the treatment center. Mm -hmm. If I'm down to two, I'm at it. And if I'm at four, I'm not going. Mm -hmm. Which that's just like my own conception. So, but maybe there's some something there. But yeah, you also suggested there's a meeting that's uh, in the morning, and you suggested it laughed at me (laughs) that maybe I go to that because um, there are addicts there. It's not an addict meeting, and um, and I could make it with my schedule, but. now my start time has changed again at work. I don't know if I could make it. Yeah? It's earlier again? That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's earlier again. I bet you could, but... If I really tried hard, 
I'm not into trying that hard. Yeah, dude. So that's cool though. It was uh, so easy when I first started. Sponsors were just falling out of trees. Yeah. Well, you got hooked up for a while. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you weren't going anywhere else, but people kept popping into your life, which yeah. was nice. And I think that was kind of God hooking you up for yeah. a little while. Now you're into the grind where it's like, oh, yeah, that's not always going to happen. I have to go out and do that. I have to carry the message? Yeah. Mm. Try to. Take from one place to another? You got to try. Okay. It's hard. Mm, yeah, I know. I'm at this place where... My sponsees and I, like, I've always been on this regimented schedule where we meet every week and we do all of this, and we're, like, I'm not there anymore. But things aren't bad, and we still meet, and we're in communication, we talk regularly, but I'm just, like, our weekly meetings with all of them isn't there. And so it feels a little uncomfortable because it's out of what I've been knowing, but it's also, I don't know if it's, bad or good like everyone's just living life and doing the thing and when they need to reach out they do and we meet still you know reoccurringly it's not like every week like it scheduled but you know I'm seeing all of them a couple of times a month and so I don't know it's just uh it's different and so what I'm finding is I feel like I'm not doing enough and my sponsor always tells me that 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 that's when I I always do that that was his advice to me. It was like, you always think you're not doing enough. No matter how much you're doing, you're going to think it's not enough. Right. When I hadn't really thought about it until earlier in the week, and I was like, geez, I'm not really... I've, you, Aaron, you have a podcast about recovery. You might want to do some. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, well... And so then we were like, I was like, I don't want to mislead anybody about what I am or what I'm not doing. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm also super content. Yeah. I'm enjoying life. Yeah, well, and I think, I don't know, it's, like, I don't know. For me, it's just, like, I I have a few commitments that I stick to, and, like, my own little rules that I've kind of created in my own little mind to make me feel content about recovery, and that I'm, I'm doing enough, and then I feel like I'm not doing enough, but but I'm checking the boxes, so I don't know, I think... Like for me, like I said, if I if a sponsee falls off, I go back on Monday nights. That's just like what I do. And That's right one now, of the rules you have. Yeah, it's like if I, yeah, I four sponsees is a lot, but it it it's fulfilling. And if one were to fall off or ask someone else to work with them, then then I would be back there. And that's just kind of like how I've done it for the last few years. And then when when I have a sponsee, then then I'm not there as much. And I, uh, the spirit of rotation, I think, exists and other people are there and they get to go in and be there and participate and get some of the experience that I've had out of that treatment center. And then and then when, when someone falls off or goes somewhere or moves, I go back. And so that, and I guess right now, I'm just at this place where I've had these guys that I've been working with for the longest time ever, you know, all of these guys I've been working with for over six months now. And so things are kind of, and we're, we've all been through the work. So it's just like this weird place where I'm like, I feel like I should be doing more, but, but I, I don't know. So one thing that where my last time in sobriety, I would listen to a lot of speaker tapes and, um, a lot of them had some, you know, rules that also worked for them the like the ones that you're talking about when i have three i go back and mm-hmm. 
they had they had rules and if I wasn't doing those things then I would be like oh my god I'm doing something wrong and I'd start freaking out and be like if I don't start doing this thing that that person that speaker is doing if I don't meditate the way they're meditating and if I'm not you know uh whatever the case was then I'm probably failing and missing out on something and not doing something and oh my god what's going to happen and um, I guess I haven't had to worry about that this time. And I just remember I giggle because when I first started out, I was just like, I'm not doing nothing but what I have to. Mm-hmm. And that's the steps. And that's all I'm going to do right now. And then ends up ended up having to start a, you know, group and do, and I ended up having to do some other things, but, um, I didn't have to worry about what I was supposed to be doing because it was made clear to me. Right. You know? Yeah. And maybe that's still the case. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's healthy to not like compare what I'm doing to other people. And and I get really trapped in that sometimes of like, Oh, well he's doing this either way. Like that guy's doing less than I am. Why does he get to do less than I do? Or vice versa. That guy's doing way more than me. Maybe I'm doing it, you know, and it's like, I think it's healthy to not compare what I'm doing to anybody else, but I, it's easy to fall into that trap and just start being like, well, and I don't know what's right or wrong or if there is one, you know, I think it's just continuing to evolve and be comfortable with the fact that things aren't going to look the same forever. And so what I was doing at one point might, might not feel like it should anymore. And now it's up to me to figure out what the new thing is. So yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, I think it was just kind of ingrained in me. Like I should be working with someone. I should have a home group I go to at least once a week. And I should be actively working with, with someone else as like that person is my sponsor. So if I, like for me, if I'm checking those boxes, I feel like I'm in the right realm. Yeah, And if I'm not actively working with someone, then you substitute that with actively trying to work with someone. Yeah. And then that's kind of where the lines for me are, are drawn. It's like, if I'm trying to work with someone, I'm attending a home group and I'm meeting with my sponsor, everything else is kind of up in the air and I can figure it out as I go. So, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know. It's, again, I think it's, unique to each individual so one thing and as it relates to comparing with what else is going on whether people doing it um i've done that a lot it's clearly a waste of time but one thing i'd mentioned to you and i even talked to candace about was um there's a distinct difference in our instagram feed where we're following a lot of pretty successful people mm. and just say like my, my, um, my Facebook account where it's just, um, I don't know, people's varying success or enjoyment of living. I, I mean, hell, I don't know, but our Instagram is a lot of people just doing what they're doing and then, you know, sharing that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, my Facebook account is a lot of people, talking about what other people doing, whether it be right or wrong, especially this week. Holy shit, man. It was like a bombardment of shit happening in the world Mm -hmm. and and people from all spectrums summing it up and it being right or wrong or whatever. And it was just like, holy shit, it was overwhelming. Mm. And then I remember 
just listening a bit of uh, Rogan's podcast talking about thinking about getting a flip phone because it just gets so overwhelming. And I was like, well, that makes me feel better than I'm not the only one overwhelmed by all of this stuff going on. But um, but my whole point of that is, is I know better. I don't know what what works for me. And that is absolutely answering to whatever my own heart's calling is. And what by that, I mean, whatever I believe God's will for me to be is where Mm -hmm. in each day and then, and not worrying about the other stuff or what anybody else is doing or what, you know, all this stuff going on around. It's uh, it really is just, you know, focusing on what God wants of me and then doing that thing. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to get there because it's all the other stuff is more alluring and yeah. Like I feel kind of insulated in, in the fact like I don't watch the news at all. I don't have a Facebook. The only thing that's on Instagram is people that like we choose to follow. And like you said there, and I don't even really look at that that much. I mean, I'll look at it, but not, not all the time or anything. And so I honestly am, I feel like I'm almost, and that I've been finding myself watching the news and Megan's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like I've, she's known me for four years. She's like, I've never seen you watch the news. And it's like, I just feel like I have no idea what's going on and it's really nice and peaceful. But then I'm almost getting, I don't know if I'm being drawn into the trap or if I'm just like, I'm just curious in what's going on in, in the world. And I have no idea. Like it's almost ignorance is bliss, but at the same time, yeah. Am I missing out on everything yeah. else that everybody else is talking about? And I've gone and I've gone through this before, and I'm like, you know, I need to be a well-informed citizen, and da da da. And I don't know if I do, man. Mm-mm. I don't know if that's helping my life or anybody else's. That's good insight, because yeah. that's kind of where I've been at over the last couple of weeks. Is I'm like, I think it's honestly this is pathetic, but I think it's because I listen to Rogan's podcast regularly, and he's had a bunch of political people on. And they're talking about shit. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're even like. What are you even talking about? You know, mm-hmm. like the impe- This is how insulated I am. I didn't know that there was an impeachment going on. <laughs> Had no idea. <laughs> and it was really nice. And now that I know what's going on, it's like easy to get drawn into like picking a side. Yeah. And then deciding what is correct or not correct. Yeah. And for the last three months I was like, I don't even know what's going on. I didn't even know that was a thing. And and had you known what was going on and formulated opinion on one side or the other, uh, it I'm certain would have changed the outcome of what actually happened. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like yeah. that's the thing. And it's like, uh, oh man, I don't know. I've got a certain, I've got a limited amount of energy, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, in, in each day and, yeah, I can burn it so easily on things that have that do not pertain to my life. Yeah, my um, my sponsor, when we were going through the work, he spent more time. You know that paragraph in the book where it talks about like the old businessman lolling around Florida talking about the sad state of the nation and yes. stuff. Like that paragraph didn't mean shit to me for four years. And then when we just went through the work again a few months ago, they we spent an entire hour and a half of our time together talking about that. And I, I don't know, like that's kind of where today I'm like, I just, I don't want to spend any time there. I'm like, I have 
a place in my life and that's I just want to be in that and present in that and I don't need to be involved in and or have all of this other shit going on in my life that really doesn't have anything to do with yeah I don't know if that makes sense it makes perfect sense and elsewhere later in the book too it talks about that like we, we try not to get too caught up in world of yeah I can't remember how it's worded and I don't want to say it and I don't want to fuck it up but but it'll it 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 references that later in the literature mm-hmm. as well and like um there's just this ego that tells me that i need to be informed and that mm-hmm. it matters and that I, it's my responsibility and um i don't know if that's true man at all <laughs> i don't either yeah and i uh yeah it's just uh what i find is it's much more peaceful when i'm just entrenched and i'm in the like got my feet on the ground just doing Doing what I'm supposed to be doing day in and day out. Yeah. You know, and really impacting the world around me immediately. That's right. right. Yeah. I was just going to say, if I really want to affect the world, I can't do it with something that's going on on the other side of the nation yeah. or the world yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Act uh, locally, dog. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The people around me start there. Right. And the then waves go outwards. Yeah. And then it just, that's where I've found the most peace and, uh, like contentment is just trying to do that. And I get it, man. I mean, a lot of the stuff that happens on the world stage or the, you know, the country are, um, they, uh, induce a lot of fear Mm -hmm. with us and it's such a strong and powerful emotion and, and, uh, it's easy to just get caught up in that. And I understand, I understand that. And, uh, you know, just, I remember talking to my wife and I was like, Oh man, this is, this thing that is happening is, is frightening. I, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, but then it just, I realized this morning, like it doesn't really do me any good to experience that though. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, the, if ever there should come a time to act, then I'll know in that moment mm-hmm. and then I should act on it. Yeah. That's like what I remember. I had that realization a few months ago where everything's just all noise. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking again of now is just like, oh, yeah, a lot of this stuff is significant. But really, I just need to be in the trenches doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what? I need to be at work being a good person. I need to be in my recovery community being a good person. Yeah. And it's it's hard to to fathom that. But I'm glad we have this and like have this podcast and have the ability to do this because I was thinking about it and I was like, I'm glad on our podcast, one thing we don't talk about is fucking current affairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's not what we're really here to do. I'm, no. We talk about a lot of outside shit, but that's not one of them. And I'm glad we can just focus on, on what the fuck am I supposed to be doing in life? Because for me too, like part of my hang up. Was I, you know, like the, the the actor trying to run the whole show, man? I just knew how it all was supposed to go, and it all would be utopia, just like the book says. And when it doesn't work out that way, I just get fucking wound around the axle. Yeah. And like one of the things about you know, like living spiritually and 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 healthy and you know, and, and in harmony is not being that person that thinks I know what's best for the fucking world and the people around me. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) True that. Trying to figure out what's best for me is tough enough. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Huh. So. Yeah. I'm glad we don't have to get into that. Me too. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And it could really be never ending. True that, dude. Yeah. So. 
Right on. What else Sweet. is popping? Did we talk dude? for an hour yet? Nope. No. We got some time still. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else is happening? Hey, Amber. Um, now she's gonna start sweating. Right, and as soon as she listens to this, she's just gonna start she's sweating. She's gonna be on the podcast. She said she's like she's getting closer to being able to do it. Hell yeah, yeah. Boy. So she she said she would prefer just to be us. Yeah. Um, like me and you and her. Yeah. Heck yeah. Rather than you know a group setting. Yeah. Um, because as she said in a group setting, it'll just be too easy for her to not say anything. I think it would be awesome to have the three of us. Yeah, I think so too. So she's not there yet, but she it's is coming. inching towards it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So that'll be cool. That'll be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, she's the best. So that's good. Yeah, she really is. She is. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, what what's up? You're t- taking care. Hey, how does that work? Um, you, when I talked to you the other day. Um, you know, like originally, I, cause I got the ski junkie going on and I was like, let's go again and mm-hmm. let's go to, you know, where we can do some more skiing and longer runs. And, and then, uh, I called you later in the week. I was like, no, that's not going to work. And you said, yeah, you know, Megan's sick and I'm going to try and help her out with her, you know, f- you know, do stuff. Yes. And, uh, like, I'm not the kind of person ever that would have been willing to care for. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you're sick cool don't get me sick yeah holler at me in a few days right but it sounds like you were doing something to take care of her um well more more so like uh i mean really i don't know how to really i'm not a good at it either you know so it's been a learning process and it's like my immediate reaction is like well i don't want to fucking get sick yeah you know but um i think for me the biggest thing is trying to a, not make it worse, not like her physical symptoms, but make her more unhappy. And then, you know, like ask what she needs. And then it was like, I went and got her Gatorade and then went and got her, you know, some mm-hmm. medicine and, that, you know, like just stuff yeah. to try to be helpful. And then it was like, try to clean up the house. I don't know, like just try to be not disappeared. Yeah. And like a couple of days, it was like, I'm, I left work early at, you know, one thirty two times during the week and just like went home and just kind of hung out and was like, look, if you need something, if you're just sleeping, that's fine. But like, I'm here. So I was trying to just be there and not, cause it would have been easy to be like, well, I'm going to just work 14 hours and not be home. So yeah. I don't have to be sick. And, yeah. and so I don't know, I don't think I did it like, like an expert, but I think, um, the the intent to try to be helpful was there, which is different for me. So. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, it's just not like, really the kind of um, boyfriend you used to be. You know? No, yeah, it's funny. We were we were at um, Megan's brother in law. It was his birthday, so we were at a brewery yesterday for his birthday, and we were around some people that knew me when I was drinking, and Megan and they were having a conversation with me and Megan, and it was pretty funny to 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 hear them telling. Megan, like, this isn't, this is the person that we kind of always thought you might be, but you, you, you were never this person, basically, (laughs) like, yeah, and it was, they were, they were really kind and nice, but it was just, it was a cool experience to have people saying, like, oh, yeah, you, you kind of are not the same person, and in a much, much better way, so, (laughs) yeah, it was nice, so, yeah, and Megan, you know, laughed and got a kick out of it, and, the person that was talking was like, you were, and I don't, they're, they're, they know of 12 step programs. I don't think they've ever read anything or anything. I don't know. Maybe they have, but 
this lady was like, you were the epitome of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know, <laughs> and like talking about that. And it was nice. And, and then it was cool because was, I was able to like, it wasn't an amends, but it was more so like the amend was they got to see me as a different person today. Yeah. And, and they even said like they were, they were just so hopeful for for other people that might have alcoholism or addiction that there's like the thing can work and for them to say that to me was kind of a cool experience and Megan was able to kind of hear some of that stuff so and like that's what's cool about that is that like you didn't have to talk about it you know like um there's no. this, there's this there's this one song uh that's like a country song that's like a christmas song mm-hmm. and he talks about his um um brother coming to the Christmas party and he brought his new wife Kay of course she talks all about AA mm-hmm. and uh I've been that person and we know that person you know mm-hmm. we've all you know been around that um just wants to show up and not shut the fuck up about it right and uh our literature asks us to do otherwise and and be an example mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh like based on what I'm hearing that's what the opportunity you don't have to say shit about what you were doing because uh, who you who you were was so much different. There wasn't a whole lot that you could probably say or needed to be said. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the the cool part is like, uh, you know, we're we're at a brewery hanging out with a bunch of people, drinking and having fun. And Megan and I are there. I didn't think about drinking once, but like who I am is different. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the the energy people get off of me is different and. I, I'm present. That's what I was telling them was like the coolest part is to be at stuff like this and be here and be present and not be sitting over there at the bar stool just waiting for another drink. Mm-hmm. You know, like to be present and be hanging out with people and, and like just, I don't know, you know, it was kind of cool to see and I don't have to be like, oh, yeah, the 12 steps changed me and this, this, and this. Like it's just like I'm I'm acting different and – and they were able to, to notice that, which was kind of a neat experience because that's not typically a conversation that I have, especially at like a big drinking party. It's like how different <laughs> I am from the person I used to be, you yeah. know. So I, if I've got to talk about it to convince people, then maybe it's not yeah. being done. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. it was kind of a cool experience. And I don't know, like uh, it's just life's different. I'm different. And uh I'm, it's just, it's a good thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Now, did we talk for an hour? No, nah, dude. Well, we can stop whenever we're, we've been putting out some short ones. So well, how we're many, like 43 minutes oh, in. 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I just, uh, my life is so boring. I, yeah, you and I don't have a lot going on right now, which no, is nice. I get up, I, I exercise, I, I, yeah, there's nothing. Nothing happens. Yeah. I mean, this is a good thing, though. I don't know another way to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was in constant fucking anxiety and chaos for most of my life, simply trying to survive, and mm-hmm. just one drama-filled situation after the next, after the next, after the next. And like, I would just—I remember delivering over to this pretty affluent side of town. I don't know what was going on inside of those houses, but I would drive by and assume that they looked, they were probably as peaceful on the inside as they looked on the outside. Mm -hmm. And I don't know 
Well, they are, they aren't. But I was just like, I just wanted to be normal. I was just like, wait, just can't I just have a nice, peaceful life where I get up and I, and these people are, you know, they they seem organized and and, mm-hmm. and, and constructive and productive, and I I just like fucking holding on for dear life every single day, and it's just a, such an exhausting way to live. And mm-hmm. today I get to have that calm and peaceful life, and. I don't know. It's, a, it's such a good thing. I really enjoy not shit, not shit happening. I love not shit happening. Yeah. Except for cool shit like going skiing and yeah, fun having people are... over for the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. I went and watched my friends, the same friends that came over the Super Bowl. I, their son was in sixth grade and plays basketball for the city parks and rec and went and watched him play basketball wow. yesterday and that That's was cool. thoroughly enjoying and mm-hmm. you know, watching kids get out there and play sports and I don't know, man. Like, I don't have really anything to do, and that's sort of a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I was, uh, I was just talking, like, again, I was talking about that last night. Like, from where life was, where it was just completely in fucking shambles, where like every aspect of my life too, you know, like, all, my, like all the time. Yeah, my family life is a wreck, and there's no peace in it, and my relationship life is a wreck and there's no peace and my financial life is in shambles all the time and I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul and try to keep this thing afloat and you know my work like just everything is just a disaster to like today it's just like yeah like I'm in this nice spot where all of it is kind of peaceful and anytime something isn't peaceful it doesn't have to destroy my entire you know throw me into a tailspin and like I just kind of navigate through things a little bit more fluid. So. That's right. Yeah. Like whatever comes down the pike today, you know. I, I mean, again, like uh, I don't know the internal. The, the change is internal, right? Mm-hmm. Life's still happening all around me. But when it happens, like uh, you know, I was talking to Amber about this because we have a house that's two years old, and you know, we were talking about it last night, and I was like, you know, but even at this, this house hasn't been perfect. We've had to fix things. You know, it's only two years old, but mm-hmm. I mean, shit, nothing's perfect, man. You know, like we had a garage door her and I fixed together about a month ago, and right. um, just a couple of other things here and there, and like the old me would have freaked out and like been pissed for all out of fear, right? Mm -hmm. Fear is driving all of this that I'm unable to fix or repair or do anything about this or that I'm getting screwed over or something else. And so as soon as something starts going wrong in the new house, I get resentful. I talk about how terrible the builder was and blah, blah, blah. And none of that stuff's true. He's great. We love our house and Mm -hmm. shit just happens. But like the difference is, is when stuff happens, I am, know how to deal with it today or right. at least presented the opportunity or given the intuitive thought and I don't know. I, I, th- I can't remember who was saying this. It might have been Theo Vaughn. Someone was saying it though like, that like they used to live in a place where life was always happening to them. Mm-hmm. Like this is happening to me. You know, the garage breaks, that's happening to me instead of like they had this the perspective change where it's just like no, it's just happening. Yeah. And like that just that little subtle change was like really impactful for them. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause like everything was happening to yeah. me. Everything was like out to get me and stuff and yeah. to just be like, Oh no, it, it, this is just what happens and that's okay. And now I'll just do what I have to do to make a difference. It, it's like, a, I don't know that tiny little perspective change they were talking about. I could relate a lot to it. So. It's the epitome of self-centeredness. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I used to take the weather personally. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, fuck, 
Yeah, it's it, fucking blowing again. Yeah, God, dang. Yeah, yeah. And, and and also like, there's a lot of victim stance in that too. Like, you can leave. You don't have to. Right. Nobody's forcing me to live here. Yeah. You know, there's. So I don't. I don't know. It's the. It's the. Also, what helps is getting back and seeing the big picture and mm. looking looking at my life in its entirety. Mm-hmm. When I because I can get you know like I don't know sometimes my mind just wants to find shit that's wrong and. It's easy to get if I get caught up in the details and I can find some shit that's wrong. And if I step back and take a larger look at it, man, I am blessed. Right. I have nothing to, yeah. I don't know. It's all good. That's good insight. Yeah, bud. All right, dude. Uh, we also, Aaron, has been tirelessly working on the podcast studio in the basement. So we got a door on it. Yeah. It's looking really good. Maybe try to do one down there sometime soon. Yeah, we'll just fucking we'll look s- at it. See if the audio's any better. Yeah. So hopefully it'll get louder for those of you that are like these motherfuckers can't figure out how to get the volume up. We've tried. Yeah, we really can't. Everything possible to make it a little louder. So we're gonna try the studio next, and then from there maybe try running it through some audio software that that I have on a new computer. So. We'll see what happens. But Recovered AF podcasts on Instagram. Insta- and what's the email? Recovered AF podcast at gmail.com. Email us away. We've been getting kind of a little bit of emails, dude. We were getting some, some email threads. You keep saying no to everybody, but whatever. The one person we responded to did not respond back. Yeah. <laughs> Their publicist was like reached out and then they probably listened to an episode and they were like, no. like actually, this isn't the format for you. These guys are fucking morons. So. <laughs> we can't hear what they're saying. Yeah, dude. So but we'll, uh, we'll email us or get on the IG. Aaron, I'm still going to push for you to post those freaking goggles on your oh, face. Oh, so. Wednesday, when I upload this episode, I'll put the shit out. Do it, dude. With the big ones on your face, you yeah. look like you are. Uh, what do we call them? A motorcycle door cans. Oh yeah. You know what, like, Kyle? Huge things. Swimmers are people too. Yeah, barely. <laughs> barely. <laughs> All right.